You're listening to Jock's Your Sock Off. Thanks, kids. Welcome to Jock's Your Socks Off, episode three. Today I'm going to be doing my top 20 summer movies. Uh, this list originally started as a top 10, but I had so many honorable mentions on this list that I, I had to go 20. I had to do it to 20. Um, and this list, I'm looking at it right now, it changed so much. Like Some of these titles got switched like three or four times. Just me trying to place them in a good order. In an order that I kind of agreed with, you know, so you know, a bunch of them changed. Um, I hope you like the list. Uh, comment on this uh, of your some of your favorite uh, summer movies. And I'm not talking about like summer blockbusters. I'm not talking about like big movies. I'm talking about movies that feel summery, feel you feel the summer in the movies and just what gives off that vibe. So that's what I base my list on and I hope you guys enjoy it. <clears throat> Sipping some coffee right now. So I'm, I'm going to have some little sip breaks. I hope they don't uh, bother anybody. Fresh brewed, fresh brewed a pot of coffee and I'm sipping on that like a motherfucker. So, Let's get into it. The top 20 summer movies, in my opinion, <laughs> quite frankly. So, coming in at number 20, I have I Know What You Did Last Summer. And you can't really have a list, I don't think, without this movie being on it. And yes, it does have summer in the title. But, you know, it's one of them slashers that came out... Um, in the height of the day after Scream. Scream paved the way for a lot of these slashers that came out. You know, Valentine, Urban Legend. I Know What You Did Last Summer. Movies like that. And that kind of followed on the coattails of Scream. So you gotta you gotta have that at least on the list. So that's why it's number 20 to me. Uh, coming in at number 19 is National Lampoon's Vacation. The first one. How can you not put that on the list? The ultimate like road trip movie, you know, they're going to they're going to Wally World and <laughs> they get there and it's shut down and shit. And it's a classic movie. It's not one of my favorites, but it's it's on the list because it is a, it's a summer movie. It's that that whole road trip and vibe. You know, you're going fucking across country to get to this amusement park and just to be there. So that's my number 19. Coming in at 18 is Piranha. The original Piranha. And it's... Uh, Roger Corman's studio did it. It's not It's not cheesy. It. I, well, it is kind of some cheese, I guess. But there is like some good gore and stuff. And you don't see the piranhas at all, really. And when you do, it's just fucking regular piranhas swimming around, I think, you know. So there's these gen genetically engineered piranhas by the fucking government that they let loose and shit. And it just kills a bunch of folk and shit. So if you haven't seen the original piranha, it is ten times better than, like, what do they do? Like, piranha 3D? Like, 
however many years ago. No, that that fucking sucks. You need to check out the original Piranha uh, done by Corman Studio. I didn't even write the fucking year down, honestly. But I thought people would know what I'm talking about. So, yes, Piranha is my number 18 pick. Coming in at 17 is Devil's Rejects by Rob Zombie. Uh, Starring Bill Mosley, Sherry Moon, Ken Faree, Sid Haig, Michael Berryman. It, It has that feel. It has that dirty fucking like summer feel you know it's they're in the desert which okay you can say the desert is summer all the time but it just it has that feel to it and honestly i mean i love the uh house of a thousand corpses but i i think i like devil's rejects better just the way it's shot and the way it feels and it feels more of like a just like an in-your-face movie instead of all the bullshit they try to pull on House of a Thousand Corpses. It's just beyond fucking, like, it's too colored. It's too, like, in-your-face. It's too, like, fucking wild. I love a House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. But I think Devil's Rejects, did he did it better. He did it better. And... So that's why I picked that for a summer movie because he did. It's a it's a great film. I I enjoy that of all the 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 trilogy of the you know the Devil's Rejects of the Firefly family, and so that's my number seventeen pick. Coming in at sixteen is Sandlot, which is a great fucking movie. I watched Sandlot so many times when I was younger. And it's a great movie. It's summertime. You got a bunch of kids playing baseball because they have nothing else to do. It's 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 a great movie. It's a fun movie. And it's you know, you can you watch let the kids watch it and it's Sandlot is a fun movie. That's why I put it on this list. Because, you know, they have it's it brings back the nostalgia kinda for me. That I'm thinking it's like, you know, you watch it and you just feel it. You feel the summertime. You feel Smalls, who's fucking going through all this shit to kind of try to fit in with everybody. And for that reason, it's on my list. Number 15 is American Graffiti, 1973. Their last day of school. Uh, just cruising around, just fucking cruising. And this movie I picked because I remember back when I was in high school and uh, <clears throat> we would go down uh, over in St. Paul there on Midway and people, they would cruise up and down University, their University Avenue. There was a Porky's drive-in. Bunch of shit just down university. And like Friday and Saturday nights, everybody would bring their cars out and just cruise up and down university. And it was so fucking fun. Uh, Some of the best times I had actually as like a teenager and like growing up and shit. I mean, yes, I was I was out of I graduated high school, you know, a couple years after that. But I was still going down there with my cousins and stuff. And it's just it was so fucking fun just to see, uh, 
the old cars and because I love fucking muscle cars. And just to see all those cruising up and down the strip, it was a really great time. Really, really great memories. And that's pretty much what they do on uh, on American Graffiti. So it's like that's one of them summer movies that kind of sticks out too. Because that's what they're doing. They're just trying to have fun, you know, and just, just fucking let loose before they have to become uh, grown-ups, you know, and have to deal with the real world. Which brings me to number 14, Fast and the Furious. Another car movie. Um, the original, the very first Fast and the Furious. That is the only Fast movie that I really care about. I honestly did not give two shits about any of the other movies. So what are they on, like, eight right now? <laughs> like, I don't care about all those ones. Uh, fast 1. It had it all, you know, it had the cars, it had all the racing and everything like that. Even though they were like imports and shit, but I love fucking muscle cars. I could get into that movie because just of what they were doing and how they were doing it. So I I, I really loved uh, Fast and the Furious, for the first one. And to me, that's like a summer movie because, it, you know, there's, you feel it. It's fucking summertime. I think they're in Cali. Honestly, I, I don't even fucking know for sure. But, yeah, Fast 1 is definitely a summer movie for me because I'm definitely feeling that shit. Okay, number 13, I have Thrashing from 1986. Skateboarding movie. Josh Brolin, Robert Rustler. Great fucking movie. Great summer movie. Just skateboarding and tells a story about Josh Brolin's character and what he's going to do for that summer. He goes to the summer to stay with some people and he's going to compete within the uh, L.A. downhill. And he kind of gets into it with like a little rival skate gang and stuff. Great fucking movie. Fab, this the, the Thrashing is one of my favorite movies from 1986. I watch that movie so many times, and it's fucking hilarious. And I quote movie lines with my cousin all the time on that movie because it's it's a great movie. If you've never seen Thrashing, you need to try to find it. And even if you don't like skateboarding, I, it this movie is fucking dope. It's 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 really fucking good. And I enjoy it. And it's totally a summer movie. Totally, totally fucking summer movie. Uh, number 12, I have The Predator. The very first Predator movie. Um, and you can't feel nothing but hot when Dutch and his crew go into the jungles and, you know, doing their recon mission and all this shit. And then The Predator shows up. I mean, the Predator, one of the greatest creatures ever to show up on film. One of the greatest. The Predator is a fucking dope-ass creature. And he shows up. And it's it's hot as fuck in them jungles. Like, you can just feel the heatness, you know? I don't know what fucking time of year. I don't give a shit. But to me, that's a summer movie. Because it's it's hot as fuck, and you can like feel the fucking heat coming off. And what does Dutch do? 
put some cold ass uh, mud on himself to hide himself from the heat seekers that the predator has in his helmet. So what does that say to you? It's hot as fuck. And the predator picks up on them heat signals. But Predator, predator is such a fucking dope movie. I, I love Predator. I do not own it currently, but I need to. It I I, I have Predator 2, which Predator 2 is like, that's a hot movie too. They're, they're like, I, I don't know, I think it's probably L.A. And it's like hot as shit. You know, you have cops going up against all this shit. I have Predator 2. I do not own Predator 1. I need to own Predator. And it's it's a great movie. I've seen that movie so many times. Just great kills in there. Great gore. Great creature design. It's uh, That movie's fabulous. So that's why I put it up on uh, number 12. All right, number 11, Point Break. The original Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze and Lori Petty. Uh, ultimate summer movie. Ultimate summer movie. Surfing, skydiving. They fucking do it all. Bank robberies. You can't you can't argue enough about Point Break. It's it's a great fucking movie. I I truly I have a special place in my heart for Point Break. Because I watch it a lot. And uh, so we can go from Point Break back to uh, Fast and the Furious. To me, okay, so Point Break is like, okay, bank robbers who are surfers. So, like, Fast and the Furious kind of ripped that shit off. It's like, okay, these guys who steal shit, but they're race car drivers. And the main character happens to be an undercover agent. So... Totally fucking Fast and the Furious. Totally fucking ripped off Point Break. And I've been saying this for years. I've been saying it for years that they've ripped off that shit. But Point Break is a great movie. I I I love it to death. I throw that in from time to time. And it's a great watch. It's always so much fun to watch. And, you know, surfing and shit. That's like one of my... I won't call it a bucket list thing, but... I'm probably never going to get to the ocean, but I've always, always in my life wanted to learn how to surf. And to me, if I could learn that, boom, my life is done. A little coffee. Uh, number 10, Stone Age. The Stone Age. Not the fucking National Lampoon Stone Age. This is the Stone Age. With hubs and shit who... Hubs and Joe who go around in California and they're trying to get drunk, stoned, and laid. That's their whole fucking mission this whole night. And shit goes their way. Shit does not go their way. It's This is a dope fucking movie. To me, I, I honestly like this better than Days to Confuse. If you haven't seen the Stone Age, you need to check it out. It's a really good movie. Um, who else is in there? Uh, Clifton Gonzalez. Just a, just a great fucking stoner movie. And, excuse me, that coffee went down wrong. But 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Top 10. Yeah, so number 10, Stone Age. It's it's a great movie. I I honestly like it better than Days of Confused. Being a stoner and being like a rocker and shit. And it's 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 a great movie. It's a really fun movie. So you have a chance to pick up Stone Age. It's the Stone Age with uh Hubs and Joe. It's not the fucking Stone Age National Lampoons one from the prehistoric shit. Because they did that like afterwards, I think. But this movie is is great. I love it. I love the soundtrack. I love the acting. I love you know what they do with it. It's it's so fucking great. It's a really great movie. It's a really great summer movie because they're cruising around Torrance, California, trying to get drunk, stoned, and late. And what the fuck else are you trying to do during the summer? Honestly, so fucking bear with me. Ah, uh, number nine is. What is number nine? The Great Outdoors. The Great Outdoors with uh, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy. Classic fucking movie. Classic movie. This is like one of my favorite movies of all time. The Great Outdoors is such a great movie. And me and my cousin, me and my sister, quote this movie so much. There's so many memorable quotes on this movie. It's 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 the ultimate movie. They're taking okay, their summer vacation up at the lake and shit ensues. It's fucking great. This is the greatest fucking movie ever. Like I love the great outdoors. There's so much funny shit in there. It it's another one of those movies that just holds a special place in my heart because I saw it so many times and know so many movie lines. I know so many lines from that movie. Like, it's not even funny. Like, so Great Outdoors, ultimate fucking summer movie right there. You're taking fucking summer vacation with your family up at the lake. Just, just a great, great movie. Uh, number eight. We got the Wicker Man, the original Wicker Man. And I don't, okay, the only thing it has to do with summer is uh, Summer Isle, you know, the fucking, the island and shit, or Summerdale or whatever the fuck it's called. But other than that, it's like, it feels summery, you know, so they're trying to sacrifice this person for the fall harvest. So it's coming up to fall. They need to sacrifice this guy. And that whole movie just, especially that ending scene when they're on the island and they're about to burn him in the big-ass fucking stick wicker man. It It's so summery. It feels so summery, you know, just on the sun going down and everything. And I will always have that vision in my head it, that... It's starting to burn, and it burns up and up and up, and it finally reaches him up on the top. So, yeah, that's Wicker Man. It's it's, it's probably not summery at all, but when I, when I watch it and I think about that, I think about, like, summer. Like, it's the end of the summer. It's the fall harvest. They need to sacrifice somebody so they can have a good fall harvest. And that's what I see. Coming in, number seven, 
Independence Day. And you can't you can't deny this movie, I guess. It was big, it was blockbuster. This is like one of my only really like big blockbuster movies that I have on the list. But you can't deny it. You know, 4th of July, all this shit's going down. And uh, it's a fun movie. It's not the greatest movie by any means. This is not the greatest movie. But it's it's entertaining. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. So that's why I picked this to put on the list. It's entertaining. It's fun. Um, it's, it has to do with the summer. Not only, but, you know, I wasn't thinking just like big blockbuster shit, but it's like, how can you put a movie on here that does not have to do with the 4th of July? Or how can you not do a list that doesn't have Independence Day on it? Honestly. You have to have a summer list and have Independence Day on there. Um, Coming in at number six, Lords of Dogtown. Which I I didn't even research of what year it came out. It's you know it's a little bit old, but Lords of Dogtown has to deal with the original Z Boys uh, from the Zephyr Skate Crew: uh, Stacy Peralta, Tony Alva, Jay Adams, a bunch of other folk who were on that Zephyr uh, skate team. And this movie is it's all fucking summer. That's all you feel is summer. They're skateboarding. They're surfing. They're doing, they're partying. They're just doing so much shit. And I, a reason I like this movie a lot is because um, growing up, I used to skateboard. And I really looked up to Stacy Peralta. I, I loved, I loved Stacy Peralta as soon as I knew about him. So, I mean, back in the day, I used to have some boards. I used to have, like, Veriflex and, like, some other, you know, shitty little boards. But once I was able to buy my own boards, every board I bought was a Paul Peralta board. Because I love Stacy Peralta. He he paved the way. Paul Peralta had so many fucking names, like, on the Bones Brigade. Tony Hawk. Steve Caballero, Mike McGill, Lance Mountain, all them guys who were around the Bones Brigade are my favorite fucking skateboarders. And I I looked up to them and I wanted to fucking be like them back in my skating days. So every every deck that I bought when I was able to buy a deck from like age 16 or 17 was always a Powell, Paul Peralta deck. Because that's, those are the people I loved. I loved fucking Paul Peralta. I love fucking Bones. I love Bones Brigade. I had the clothing. I still have a Bones Ripper shirt hanging up in my closet that's fucking, you know, over 20 years old. I have a Powell shirt that's still hanging in my closet that's over 20 years old. So Lords of Dogtown just, Tells that story about them back in the day, the Z Boys, who it, it was a surf shop, and uh, they started a skateboard team, and they were on it. Uh, Stacy Peralta, uh, Tony Alva, who Tony Alva's a 
huge fucking name in skateboarding now. He has his own company. He came up with his own company like years and years and years ago. Alva said, you know, they sell the shit out of there. And Jay Adams. And it goes back and tells the story of them. And Stacy actually writ the screenplay for this movie. Um, and it's it's a great fucking movie. If you've not seen Lords of Dogtown, fucking check it out. Even if you're not a skateboard fan, this movie is fucking great. It's 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 so fucking good. And it's it's emotional and it's oh, I watched it the other day again, and it's it's such a fucking great movie. Totally Totally the epitome of summer. Surfing and fucking skateboarding. And Heath Ledger's in there. He plays Skip Manglin. And he's fucking top-notch. Heath is fucking top-notch in his role. And, fuck, there's so many cameos in that movie of professional skaters. Like Lance Moan, Christian Asoy, um, the original Z-Boys, and the people from Dogtown. It's it's a great fucking movie. So if you have not seen Lords of Dogtown, I suggest after this podcast, you go fucking find that and try to watch it. Because this is a really, really fucking good movie. I love that. It's, it's, a, it's a great movie. Like I said, I watched it like two days ago again. And it's, it's such a great fucking movie. I love that movie. Okay, so coming in at number five. From 1954, Creature from the Black Lagoon is coming in. So, you know, they're in their rainforest or whatever, and they find uh, the hand of the creature. So it's all in, like, South America and in the Amazon, I want to believe. Um, just a great movie. Just a great movie. I think... Well, I won't say it. Um, between like Universal movies, I I'd probably say uh, Frankenstein is my number one, and then Creature has to be my second, my number two, because this is a great fucking movie, and I so wish we had like color film back then, because like the the swimming scenes, the underwater scenes, are just fucking awesome. And you see the creature under there, and he's about to touch her leg. And it's it's fucking beautiful. It's beautifully shot. So you're in the Amazon. So you picture hot as fuck in the Amazon. You have this creature that has been living for how, you know, who knows how long. And, you know, generations of this thing, because they found a fucking hand of it. And it's just, it's fucking awesome. It's one of the best Universal movies ever. I I fucking think, you know, I do like Frankenstein, but this is my number two because it's so, it's so mysterious. It's so fucking like off-putting too. Like this thing is a creature. It's like half fish, fucking half man. And it's, it's, it's such a dope movie. If you've not seen Creature from the Black Lagoon from 1954, fucking shame on you. Like, what have you been doing with your life? You need to fucking see this movie. So that that's a really summer movie to me. Um, I Like I said, I love all the underwater shots. They're beautifully shot. You can feel the tension. 
And oh fuck, that movie is that movie's tits in my opinion. Uh, which brings me to number four, Jaws, the very first Jaws. So you can't really have a summer movie list without having Jaws on there. Jaws is it's not my favorite movie. I was gonna put it lower, honestly. But uh, you just can't deny the popularity of Jaws and what it means to American cinema. So if you can have a movie that legitimately has people afraid to go in the ocean after they see it, then you, you've done your job. You've done your job, Spielberg. You did your fucking job, Spielberg. Nobody wants to go fucking swimming anymore because they think a big-ass shark is going to eat them. So, you know, for that reason, it's, you know, uh, you can't say enough about Jaws. Everybody knows about fucking Jaws. But to me, like I said, I would have placed it lower on the list. But just because of popularity factor and the fact that I do enjoy it. That's why I put it at number four. Uh, so coming in at, 90, at uh, number three, Friday the 13th from 1980. You cannot have a summer movie without summer camp. You cannot. You just, you can't fucking do it. Okay. So everyone knows the story about Friday the 13th. Uh, summer camp, they're fixing, uh, you know, re-up this fucking summer camp to get a ray for everybody to go down. All these murders start happening, and you find out about, you know, who's killing who and stuff. You can't, that's, that's why I put it so high. I mean, Friday the 13th is not, like, necessarily a favorite slasher of mine. But it has so much meaning to me. I mean, I, well, I guess it is. I guess it is kind of important slasher. The first one. Because I loved Friday the 13th Part 2, which has to do with camp uh, counselors and shit, too. I love that one. But, you know, number one, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with that. And it's it's a fucking summer camp. <laughs> they're opening up and then people are getting killed off because they're trying to open this fucking camp. You know, it's just... Yeah, fuck. You can't say enough about Friday the 13th, the first one. And that's a big fucking trivia question that they ask and scream. Name the killer in Friday the 13th. The first person that comes to your mind is Jason. You're going to fucking end... You're going to answer Jason. And then you're going to fucking die. Because Jason was not the killer in Friday the 13th. His mother, Pamela Voorhees, was. And just a great fucking movie. Fucking Kevin Kevin Bacon running around his little fucking Speedo dick hanging out. Great kills. Great effects by Tom Savini. Uh, just great makeups. And just a fucking great movie. Just a perfect fucking summer movie if you you recommend somebody hey what's a good summer movie to watch boom friday the 13th 1980 put friday the 13th on and fucking just watch that and you you got them hooked hook line and sinker number two dazed and confused is coming in at my number two 
the last day of school uh i think it's 1975 you know so he's like championship season in 76 so looking forward to fucking 76 like when they're about to be seniors and shit and this fucking movie dazing fused my brother rented it one time my parents were up at their trailer okay they were up at their cabin and my brother rented this or got it from fucking wherever we watched this movie. We watched it, instantly rewound it, and watched watch it again. I'm sorry, I'm really burpy right now. So that's what we did. He rented it, we watched it, rewound it, watched it again. Immediately afterwards. It's like, this fucking movie is dope. So it came out in uh, 1993... So back in those days, I had my first job. I was, um, you know, starting to get into uh, weed and stuff like that. And my bro- my older brother, of course, could buy alcohol at that point, so he was getting us drunk. And we watch this movie, and it's like this is so fucking dope. And seriously, immediately rewound it and then watch it again, like just back to back. It's like this movie is fucking great. And I still fucking revisit this movie from time to time. I text my buddy, Randall Pink, Chad Randall Pink, movie lines from this movie all the fucking time. Like, it's one of the greatest movies ever fucking made. And it's like, I really wish they would do a, like, a part two. But nowadays, they would just fuck it up. It just wouldn't be the same. You know, and there's so many people in this fucking movie. You know, so many big names. You got Cole Hauser, Ben Affleck, Parker Posey. Uh, just fucking everybody is in this movie. And it's so fucking great. I can't I can't speak enough about Days and Confused. You know, so looking at my list, that was originally my number one. My original number one was Days and Confused. And my, like I said, my list, wow, fuck, it went through like five or six changes just looking over it now. But Dazing Fuse, that's the ultimate summer movie. It's their last day of school and before their senior year. And what the fuck else are you going to do? You're going to fucking party. You're going to raise hell. And that's what they do. And they have fun doing it. And you have fun as a viewer watching them do this. Especially if you're fucking using drugs and alcohol while watching it. It makes it so much better. I don't recommend that. But if you got to do what you got to do, then do it up. So, which brings me to my number one pick. uh, Off my top 20 summer movies. My number one pick is from 1974. It is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This movie does not get more summer than this. You feel it. You feel the heat. You feel... You feel it. You fucking feel the bugs on you. Shot in Texas, like, if you watch, like, uh, documentaries or behind the scenes of this movie, it was fucking miserable. Like, Gunnar Hansen, who played Leatherface, could not, like, change his clothes and shit... For, you know, for continuity, 
And this dude must have fucking just stank. Like the the set they did in like on the dinner scene, I guess it was it was like 120 degrees and just hot as fuck. And you know, you're filming under those conditions. It's like I I feel bad for the actors who actually portrayed people in that movie because it just the conditions that I heard that they performed under and everything, it's just fucking ridiculous. But not only is Texas Chainsaw a great fucking movie, a definite uh, genre, a hero, just a just hot as fuck, and you can just feel it just watching this movie. You can feel it. And it's one of the greatest movies ever made. I can still... I watched Texas Chainsaw at a fairly younger age. And it fucked with me. Like, I cannot... Like, I can't really sit. So I'm a 43-year-old adult male. And I can barely sit here by myself and watch the original Texas Chainsaw. It's just so... The way it's shot, it's just, it's so realistic. Just the way it's shot. And, you know, you have that old fucking vibe. It's almost like like a found footage, almost. Like they're fucking filming this as it goes on. And it's, it's fucking ruthless. This movie is so fucking ruthless and so influential. And so, it's such a big part of horror history that it... You can never duplicate it. You know, they've come out with however many sequels and Texas Chainsaw, the beginning, and all this other bullshit. You cannot duplicate what this is. It, you know, I, it, it wasn't, well, I guess you could say it was like a flash in the pan. Like, boom, we did this movie. You can't fucking top this. And they cannot top this. No matter how hard they try, they cannot top. Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, like that many years ago, with all the technology and everything you have right now, and you can have, quote unquote, the best directors around, the best writers, the best special effects, all this shit, you cannot duplicate the feeling of dread of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that's what you feel from the beginning, the whole fucking, that first monologue, it's dread from there on out. There's not a happy fucking moment in this movie. And this movie will continue to haunt me and it will continue for uh, to be hard for me to watch for years to come because it's, it's so fucking real the way it's shot. And the story it tells and it's so fucking demented and so sick and so grotesque that it's it hits you in the fucking balls and leaves you laying on the ground. That's my best description of, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hits you in the balls, leaves you laying on the ground. You can quote Stevie Jocks from that. So um, that's my list of top 20 summer movies if you have any you want to list uh in the comments let me know if anything i forgot if you agree with the list somewhat let me know i appreciate all the feedback like uh give me some feedback i want to hear this shit i want to hear what you have you guys have to think i want to hear what you guys want to hear
So if you can do that, that would be fucking awesome. So, Stevie Jocks, episode three of Jocks Your Socks Off. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. We'll see you soon.